I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind And the business got me stressed In the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerds Got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes, they used to pull a kaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening You're pinning words All like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the Red Room. You know, at the time, it was like all the studios were basically just like, we want to get everybody commenced that we have to get commenced before a possible uh, work stop. But, you know, before like the strike, because, you know, they, they weren't sure if we were really serious, or if we were really going to walk out. So they just hurried, hurried up, I think, and, and, and commenced me to write the second draft. But then before I could actually do it, strike happened. And mm-hmm. so I had, it was like, you know, pencils down. And so what I, um, one of the things on the strike, like, you know, like everybody else, I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? Da, da, da. And I'm on the picket lines or whatever. And I got to, you know, as a feature writer, you don't get to know a lot of other writers. Like mm-hmm. I said, you might see people in the room in passing, you know, mm-hmm. but like, it's not like TV rooms where mm-hmm. you just have this big network of writers that, you know, it's very solitary. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'd done at that point was features. I'd never, I hadn't written anything in TV. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I got to know on the picket lines, like a lot of us did, you know what I mean? You get to know other writers. And so, Inevitably, of course, what are you working on? What are you working on? And so I was like, I'm working on this thing, and I got this note that I'm going to fucking do it. And I kind of just workshopped it, just like talking it through. Mm. You know what I mean? And then at some point, I clicked and I figured out, like, oh, da da da. So then when the strike was over and ready to go, like I had my third act worked out. Dived in, and that's ultimately what them what went what went into the movie. Mm-hmm. I have to ask you a question because <clears throat> I, I, I want to get the timeline right because I think people people should know this. A new edition was before this, wasn't it? It was right around the same time. Yeah, new edition. So as I'm at this place, um, I was at um, I was at Evolution and agency wise, I was at uh, UTA. I had been signed by UTA, and um, I that's okay. Here's how the funny how the business can work, right? Do your best draft on uh, on everything that you get. So that novel that I wrote for Miramax Bling, I only got to write write one draft of that. Harvey himself put the kibosh on it. You know yeah. what I mean? He, he was like. Uh, he'd read the first draft and he's just like, no, fuck it, not doing it. And that was it. I never got to do a second draft and didn't mm-hmm. get any notes, whatever. But I did, I thought the strongest first draft of that that I could do. Mm-hmm. That script, I didn't know it was like making its way around and it found its way to this guy uh, named Jesse Collins. And he had read it and, and was like, oh, this guy, you know, it was setting the music and he was like, he seems to have like an ear for like music industry related shit. Mm-hmm. So we had a mutual friend. The guy gave him my number and he just cold called me. You know what I mean? And and so um, actually, no, my friend, our, our mutual friend called me first. This guy named Niles Kirshner who manages uh, Mike Epps, mm-hmm. uh, and they go back and I, I for you know at one point I was I think I was developing something for Mike or whatever. So he knew me. So he's like, hey, I have this friend Jesse Collins, and you know he, um, he wants to talk to you about something. I say, okay, cool. So Jesse calls me and Jesse's like, hey, introduces himself. He had no company, you know, like he does now. He was working for this other producer, and primarily he did like award shows, like they did mm-hmm. like the Grammy. Award. This is 2007. This is yeah. This is wow. uh, this is actually 2006. This is 2006. Oh, okay. And so he calls me and he's just like, "Hey, you know, um, he, long story short, 
I have a relationship with the group New Edition, mm-hmm. and I think there's a movie there. He's like, and I read something that you wrote. Would you be interested in writing a movie about New Edition? Mm-hmm. And I was like, hell yeah. You know, I'm a okay, huge fan. Yeah. I grew up, with, grew up with them, whatever. He's like, I'm going to tell you right now, I have no money. <laughs> it's not set up anywhere. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And um, he, he's just like, all I have is the relationship with them because I produce, I'm one of the producers on the BET Awards, and they mm-hmm. just did, um, last fall, they just did this BET, right, you know, that, whatever. That big... Yeah, Come back or whatever and he also used to work in radio. He used to work at the Beat back in the day, mm-hmm. or whatever. So he knew like a couple of them uh, that way. And he was like, "I've just seen the way they work behind the scenes and dysfunction there." And he's mm-hmm. like, "I really think there's a movie." So I rapped yeah. to them about it. And you know, they, a lot of people have approached them over the years, but I've told, I've you know, he convinced them for whatever reason that he was that he could make this thing happen. True producer can yeah. do that. There you go. That is their <laughs> you job. You, you, mouthpiece. you yeah. just got to speak it yeah. into existence. A lot yeah. of times, I mean, Jesse had no fucking. Grade. He never produced anything. He'd written on like the Parenthood. Like he was a staff writer on that. <laughs> Right, right. But like Jesse, you know what I mean? He just he just has, you know, so I mean, I look at it now and like all the shit that he's doing or whatever, but I remember when he was working out of somebody else's office and just, you know, <laughs> and like paying for a lot of shit out of his own pocket, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So he puts me on the phone. Uh, he's like, uh, you know, let's just do like a feel-out call. He puts me on the phone with Mike Bivens and Ricky Bell. Wow. And, um, I, and I'm just like, I'm sitting there. I remember this is my old apartment in Torrance and I'm sitting on the couch and, uh, you know, they just start talking to me like, yeah, you know, and then they just start telling me a couple stories. Let me tell you about the time we met Curtis Blow and he fucking dissed us. You know what oh, I mean? And we were the yeah. biggest Curtis Blow yeah. fans in the world. And so like, as they're telling me, I just grabbed that's my notebook and I, just, and I just started writing yeah, shit yeah, down. Right. Yeah. And that's in the movie too. Yeah. It is. Right. So, so, uh, so they were just telling me these stories and, and like, you know, and so, Basically, the call went really good. It wasn't like a super long call, but like they were com- comfortable with me, mm-hmm. and and more even than me, they just had like a lot on their minds that they wanted to say. So Jesse's like, "Hey, that went pretty good. Like, well, let me see if like like they'll talk to some of the other guys and see if they'll talk to you." So mm. over the course of the rest of that time in 2006, the whole time, also while I'm developing lottery ticket at the same time, I was interviewing the members of New Edition like one on one. I'd have to fly around the country. <clears throat> you know, they lived in different parts. Or, on like, your own dime. Jesse's not. Uh, <laughs> I was about yeah, to say. Yeah. At least yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Now I do it on my dime, but back, <laughs> but back then, yeah. So, uh, you know, and, and the, the because they lived separate places, it, it was kind of an accident, a happy accident, that I had to interview them all one-on-one. Mm-hmm. They were used to, from being like stars for so right. long, they were used to doing like group interviews or whatever, sure. but there were things that they would not say in front of each other. Trust me, but, I'm doing the doc right now. Yeah. I'm dealing with the same bullshit. But to me, yeah. one-on-one, mm-hmm. and it was just like... I, I, I was a writer, but I, what I realized, and I've told them this, I was like, I became like kind of a therapist. I was just like, you know, I was just like, they had so much. <laughs> That's to a get, whole another movie. Yeah. Right? <laughs> they had so much that they wanted to get out, and just like you know, and some of them it took them a little time to like build that trust right. or whatever. Uh, but uh, over the years, or whatever. So like all through 2006, I'm working that up, and I'm doing all the you know these interviews, or whatever, and uh, and I and like I'm like, yeah, there's definitely something here, and it's mm-hmm. this big. Long, you know, in scope story, and it would start like in 1978, and would go up to uh, 2005, and there's six main characters, mm-hmm. and maybe a seventh with their manager, and all this other kind of stuff. And so I'm, I'm <laughs> and I'm interviewing them, and then everybody like who would go on the record, who was like part of their world, like right. you know, the the guy who owned their record la- or the, ran their record label, the bodyguards, like anybody who would talk. And it was just you know, no money. It was just like well, let's just see. Right. And we ended up, um, God man, it is it's so crazy. But like right around that time, we took it out. Uh, like kind of a caravan pitch and we had all these we went all over town everywhere like for both because we saw it as a feature like uh, initially although from that verse that first conversation I had with Ricky and Mike they were like 
uh, you know, Mike was like, yeah, we want to do this as like a mini series, you know, like what the Jacksons got, <laughs> so the Temptations like got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, and I was like, you know, he was like, yeah, you know, we feel out, you know, our story is like that. And, you know, I was like, okay, you know, mini series, right? But, uh, but everybody else was pushing like feature, feature, feature. So I crafted it as a feature, even though it would have been like super dense. And uh, we took it out. And so, and uh, um, you know, so our, our big strategy was we'll bring the guys with us, mm. right, in the room. And so, like, you go to these meetings, and like every staff member would like want to come, and you know, we purposely didn't invite Bobby because Bobby was a bit of a wild card. <laughs> I was yeah. just about to say, <laughs> yeah, who yeah. came to these meetings? Everybody else but Bobby. Okay, interesting. And, uh, and 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 you know, the other thing is now it's like common knowledge because you know they've all interviewed about it, but Bobby was the only one that didn't sign his life rights. Mm-hmm. The rest of them did because Bobby wanted more money, of course. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, so we it took it the one of the first places we took it to was BET. Um, my good friend now, uh, Reggie Hudson was running mm-hmm. BET at the time and like, I'm working with him or something now. Yeah, so yeah. am I. <laughs> so so Reggie told us uh in in the room, you know, it's all of us and I pitched this whole thing and, mm-hmm. and he goes, Listen, I understand you guys are gonna take it other places, but we are making this movie, right? Mm-hmm. Take it wherever you gotta take it, <laughs> but we're gonna make this movie. I said, All right. And we took it to, you know, got I mean like the basically every studio we went. And uh, and networks like you know like VH1 and all this other kind of stuff and so um, got a lot of passes. You hmm. know what I mean? Like people liked it. They were really down, but they just passed. And um, ultimately, what we ended up doing was BT was like, well, we'll come on. They wanted to launch this thing called BT Films, like what MTV Films had been. Right. And so they uh, were like, we'll be the production entity on it, and we'll set it up at the studio. And we ended up setting it up at Paramount Vantage. Um, which no longer exists. Mm-hmm. But remember, like that was like the indie label yeah. of Paramount, right? Before Paramount Players. So we set that up. That was in, um, I remember, because it was the final, it was around the finals of like 2007, and I had mm-hmm. to do this pitch, but I was like trying to race home to see the Cavs. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> LeBron's first finals and shit. Uh, but, uh, but so, yeah, it's so funny. 2007, and you're, I mean, you know, if you know the industry, right. There was a fucking storm coming that I just at the time like I was riding super high. I had yeah. sold lottery ticket mm-hmm. and now I set fucking new edition story up at Paramount and just like you know money in the bank. Just mm-hmm. got married a couple years ago. Like shit was going great, and then my guild <laughs> fucked me hard. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, but hey, but but ultimately, for, I mean, I couldn't see it at the time. I was like, why? Why are you right, doing Why you playing me? Why are you playing me? But I, I, I six months, motherfucker. Yeah, and, and, and so the what, what the upshot of that was um, Paramount grew cold on, on New Edition uh, hmm. especially because we couldn't lock down all the life rights hmm. and um, you know so when the strike was over I remember trying going back to my executive at the time and, and he was just like nah it's not gonna happen <laughs> I was like oh, shit. I was like is there anything we could do and, and, and they just they just grew cold on it and then BET had regime changes Reggie stepped down or whatever mm-hmm. and then just went into this 10 year limbo wow. and during that so, time that's why I want to bring it up because yeah, I yeah. knew it was 10 years yeah. during, during that time though um, you know Jesse and I just kept like so I just was he was like well listen man you got this fucking great treatment like can you just you know write a script like I think we can get you know we could sell it just uh, somewhere else like based on this and we'll work on getting the rights out or whatever out of Paramount so I wrote my um my draft of it and this is the funny side I you know when we went into production like he like he saved all my old emails and shit I remember writing act one and um this is what I, as I'm, you know. Sometimes as a writer, like when you're in the the draft, you realize like, oh shit, like you know what I mean. Like oh, it's, it's becoming yes. its own beast, it's right? Gonna get big. And and uh, mm-hmm. I was writing it, and and I was like, 
my act one was like a hundred pages, right? <laughs> and I and I was like, I didn't want to give it to him. He was like pressing me, like, can I see the pages? That's and hilarious. and so I remember writing this long email, like before before you know, as I sent it with him, I was like, listen, I said, okay, this is ridiculously long. It's stupid long, okay, but it makes a lot more sense. Like the more I've written, and I realized. This is not a feature. This is a miniseries. So, it may, so act one, think of it as night one. Mm. Act two will be night two. Act Love three that. will be night three. And so, uh, you know, because I, I was like, if we try to go out with this as a feature, like, people will laugh at us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so um, I wrote, that was, you know, I'm, I'm writing this. I can't even remember what year that was. I, was, I remember, like, it was like, I think around 2009. Mm-hmm. And then my draft was ready in 2010. And then I wrote draft after draft. Reggie Hudlin, who always was passionate about it, came back on. Mm-hmm. He was going to direct it. So we, and then he was like, no, it's, we got to get it tighter as a feature. And I took this huge, massive script and I got it down to like, I don't know, 120 pages. Oh my God. But it would have read like Wikipedia. Okay, Candy <laughs> Girl, cool it now. Blah, blah, blah. Exactly. BBD, blah, blah, blah. Breakup, makeup, plot. Over. Yeah, plot, and plot. that would have been it, right? <laughs> exactly. But, uh, you know, but uh, again, I, was, I had put so much sweat equity in this. I just wanted to get it made, right? But ultimately, um, Gosh, what happened? Uh, yeah, what, what, what? So, like, you know, and it wasn't like I worked on it steadily every, all the time. Mm-hmm. I was taking other jobs. I was doing, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was like on my off time, mm-hmm. essentially, right? And every time Jesse would come around, and I would be bothering the shit out of him. Like, I'd be like, any movement? Anything happening? You know what I mean? Like, like Spike and the little dog from the Warner Brothers cartoon. You know what I mean? <laughs> Spike, Spike, you know, we're going to make new edition story. And so, uh, you know, and he was just like, you know, working away. And in the meantime, like, getting his weight up, you know what I mean, as a producer a bit. And finally, um, Around 2013, like we started getting a little bit momentum. Um, Stephen Hill took over as head of programming at BET. Stephen Hill is a to this day is a huge New Edition fan, mm-hmm. and he was like, and he had been there as an executive when we first brought it in, and he was like, I want to make this shit. So I remember, I think somewhere around 2014, Jesse and I went in for a meeting. He was like, I'm about basically, he was like, I'm about to have a power, and he's just like. We're gonna make not only are we gonna make this, we're gonna do it as a uh, mini series, mm. three nights, two hours each night. And I and, and he's like, so it's, he's like, get it exactly what you wanted. That's exactly what I wanted. Love By 2015, it. the deal was made. I was off and running, so I had to basically, you know, get this in TV format. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? With with commercial breaks and shit like that, which it mm-hmm. wasn't meant for. That's what was, you know. But yeah, so when people ask like, why did New Edition Story take you know ten years to get made? And I'm like. Because of God's will, it was for the best. It sounds yeah. like though. It, it, it was because, and, and and the other thing that you did, the luxury that you never get, is I had all that time to really deep dive into right. characters and story and every angle that you could take story wise. Like we tried it. I was right. like, what if we did it this way? What if we did it that way? So by the time we were in production or whatever, and like you know, director comes on and like. Any any possible scenario you could have to skin that cat, we'd already tried it, and we and I and I could say this is why this works best, or this is why this won't work, or whatever mm-hmm. it was. But you never get that unless you write a novel. You don't get that much time to develop anything. Right. New edition benefited because I had been in new edition world for ten years. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And not, and like and obviously did le- much more interviews, and I interviewed each guy like multiple times, and their family members, and just everybody that you basically that was alive that you could talk to that was in that movie. I talked to them. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, you know, and by the time by the time it went, like it was just, I was, it was still, you know, production had its own challenges and shit like that. It was tough. It was super tough. But um, you know, now now that's the thing that I'm most known for. And it's, you know, I, I used to tell people before it happened in the, you know, in the days when I was before trying to work he it up, won that motherfucker award. He won last I, week. I, I would tell people I was like, I was like, if I die and what I'm known for, I was the guy that wrote the new edition story. Right. I'd be good with that. 
now that it's made, I don't want to die yet. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I feel like there's like a few more things I want to do. But I was so proud of it. I was so proud of it. it we still got to do Curtis Blow, don't we? Yeah, you were right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you this. You know, like I have seen. I saw the excitement in your eyes mm. when you first got that shot. Yeah, and I just would watch. Like every permutation, you know, mm. and over the years that you were developing I me, mean, you know, like you would tell me about it, you got really busy, a lot of things, a lot of crazy things happening, you know, the, yeah. you got your daughter, all this kind of stuff. But I would, I was so, I remember we went to your house to watch it that night. And right, it, night one. And yeah. it was so, I was so excited to see it. Yeah. Because yeah. I knew the work you put in, I knew what it meant to you, you know, it and, was, and, and yeah. also not just that it meant, Something to you as like a story that you spent working. I know you're a big fan of that that era with the music because yeah, you grew up right. with it. You know, and it's like it's a whole different thing. That um, it was just such a great experience just to watch. Like when his when his credit came on the screen, I was like, mm-hmm. "Dude, stop that! I want to get that photo." Uh, because right, right. it was it was, it was it, just, yeah. It was just. I mean, there's. There's, there's very few things in this business where people who you start off with and you watch them grow and the, and all the hits everyone takes and when you see that moment with something that's such a and it's also such a great piece of work you know like mm-hmm. it's such a really smart thing there's all those the little mm-hmm. stories it's paced really really well the kids uh, are, the kids were great right. just just the cat I mean the the, mm-hmm. the the break between each night was great Thank so you. it was just very much it was just it was it was great for me to see. Mm-hmm. Someone because one thing you see people that you know that you follow, but I've known you for so long, right? And I just like to see this type of success, and then everything's going on, and to watch it sit. I think people always, like you said, people get so um, tied up in wanting it quick, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and yeah. and I get why you want it quick because. I, the one thing about getting it quick is it's like you said like like at the time that you know that you left Broadway Video it's like I gotta get something on because I need right. this money right. I need this money and and that's why you want to quit because you want to be able to work on something that you really love it was that and it was it was also dog I I felt I felt like I was seeing my peers that you know I graduated with oh, yeah. college and they're like starting families and buying houses and right. here I am living in a little fucking one you know with the Murphy bed out the wall <laughs> and I and, and I was thinking to myself like and everybody's like oh man we're so proud of you and I was like proud of what like what I, am I, I doing yeah. I, you know, I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, they, they like the folk from the Midwest or whatever. And like, you know, the, the the life that they imagine that you have mm-hmm. and what you really have. Like, yeah, I might know some famous people or whatever, right. but, but I ain't fucking living in exactly. those. I'm not on Malibu Beverly chilling, Park. You know? Like, so, you know, so so, but you know, so a lot of it was just like I was like, I'm gonna be out here with nothing to show for it. That's mm-hmm. what I kept thinking to myself. You know what I mean? All these years, and and and. You know, never make my mark. So, like when lottery ticket got done, at least I, I like that was a huge thing for me because I was like, at least I can say that if you know I came out here and I, I did, I won't be one of those writers who just like made a good living but never right. had uh, anything that anybody could see. Right. You know what I mean? <clears throat> um, and and so. And you guys were nominated for that too, right? No, we weren't. Lottery ticket. Uh, it wasn't. No, no. I meant, I meant a new edition. Yeah, new edition. Right. Uh, won uh, uh, Image Award, right. and I won. Um, you know, best writer for right. a limited series. So. Uh, uh, Two in a row, motherfucker. Yeah. Well, no, Bobby. Bobby won for uh, for best. I, I I wasn't nominated for writing for this one, but but listen, I was a producer on it. Right. I, I, I like I, shit. Take that, shit. yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, give me that, that other award. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be on stage and everything. Yeah. So, and I'm and I'm not. You know, it was it was you know. Tough, tough competition this year. Right. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But like, I, I just appreciate any, just the fact that people dug it. You know what I mean? Like, that's mm-hmm. what I really like. But uh, uh, I, I want to say this too, also, sure. just in terms of because one of the things, like, I remember, you know, when we were talking earlier about the Mighty Ducks and shit like that. One of the things in my IMDb, if you look at it, people go, "Hmm, I have a credit." <laughs> and this is true. I wrote this movie, <laughs> an animated movie for Sony Animation really? called. called 
I'm going to straight up. Surfs up to Wave Mania. Okay? <laughs> People say, lottery ticket, Bobby Brown story, new edition story, and Surfs Up 2, <laughs> the movie about surfing penguins. How'd that happen? And I'm going to tell you exactly how Get it that happened. Okay? Because your writing journey can take a lot of yes. fucking ways, right? So, you got to pivot sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Well, this was a time I had to pivot. <laughs> so lottery, lot, lottery ticket comes out. Like After, after the strike, we finally did. Uh, Rogue got, uh, they weren't interested in making urban comedies anymore. It's so funny just how all of a sudden everybody was just change their business. None of that black stuff anymore. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Basically, they were. So, uh, but, and I was like, oh, shit, that's never going to happen. Right. And then my managers managed to set it up at Alcon. Mm. And Alcon was like, you know, they wanted to do it and they, and they had their own financing mm. and whatever. We were like, great. And I can tell this story too. So, Eric had a, and if you talk to him, ask oh, yeah. him, ask, I would be, be curious to see what he says about it too. But Eric <laughs> had, the lottery ticket was originally written for Chris Brown. It was going to be a Chris Brown vehicle. I do think he told me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Eric <laughs> had a relationship with Chris, like directed all of his right. early videos, knew his mom, whatever, like knew him from like a kid, mm-hmm. right? And, and Chris had a lot of heat at this time. Mm-hmm. Like, as long as we've been in the business, there have been, everybody's been trying to find the next Will Smith. Right, I remember when it was going to be Nick Cannon. You know what I mean? I like. There's been a lot of People young talent. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. the shoehorn, and, and they've just been saying like, "Who's going to be that next right. big?" You know, and so for a while, people thought it could he, be. He was on that trajectory until he pulled that bullshit. Right, he well, was right me, there. Let me tell you. Yeah. So, so, so basically, we set we set it up. They get it out of Rogue. Mm-hmm. Alcon does. So by um, the end of 2008, um, and I'm like, "Great, we're going to do it at Alcon mm-hmm. Chris, uh, with Chris Brown." The character was named Chris and everything, right? <laughs> and so. Um, <laughs> And then so uh, so everything is going good, and we're trying to like figure out like what are the other elements because they're not going to greenlight it with just Chris, whatever. Like if we could maybe find like one other thing. Yeah. Or that ice cube story, right? Told us. And then yeah. and then so um, and then so everything's going great, and then Grammy weekend two thousand nine happens. Oh boy! And uh, and then like I wake up one day and I I, I look at it and I, I see like this him and Rihanna like in the car somewhere in the Hancock Park and all this kind of shit, and. The movie, whoop, you know, like just like that, it was done, right? Like, like Chris Brown becomes toxic. Like mm-hmm. nobody, they're not gonna fuck with him. Eventually, like Screen Gems did and other things, and he's like resurrected his career in his own way. But in terms of our shit, it was done. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I was like, God, I, I just can't win for losing. That's what I was thinking. Right. <laughs> so I was like, you know, apart from how I feel about what happened between them, but I was, I was just like, God, can can I just get a fucking break? Right. You know what I mean? And um, you know, like I love this shit because people need to hear it. it ain't <laughs> yeah. Easy. It's not it easy. easy. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's it's like and you're the, a working right. It ain't easy. It's like the no, goalpost I mean, is moving all the it's time. Con, it's never. There's yeah, no goalpost. It's, 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 it's time. It's, new edition story had fallen apart. Like right. I had, I had, you know, ten years. So, so you know, uh, eventually, obviously, um, I'm meeting with this guy uh, Carl Rogers at Alcon. We're having, oh, a, we're, we're, having a, we're having a lunch at uh, somewhere, and we're just talking. And he really liked it. He's like, I don't want to let this go. We're just talking, blah blah blah, and. I don't remember if it was. It was probably wasn't me. It's was probably him. He said, uh, "What about what about little Bow Wow?" And uh, I was like, "Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, maybe." You know what I mean? And then, uh, and uh, and he was like, he was like, "You know how many Twitter followers that guy has?" You know what I mean? And and so like they were like, that's when right. around the time they started looking at that casting, right. people would look at that like what mm-hmm. your following was, and uh, and it, and you know Bow Wow shit was just like massive, right? And so he took takes that back at Alcon, and that got them excited. And like, oh, you know, but now there's like, well, you know, if they were like, we ain't gonna make it with just him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, well, the whole thing, my whole concept for lottery ticket, the way that I even wrote it was, I, it was in the tradition of things like uh, Uptown, Man World, up, and, uh, Uptown Saturday Night, mm-hmm. Car Wash, uh, Harlem Nights, where you would take like, let's get like 
top comedians and just put them all in. You know what I mean? And like I envisioned what the poster would look like right. and all this kind of shit, you know? <clears throat> and um, so I was like, it won't all be on his shoulders. He's the straight man. The comedy's going to come from everybody that you surround him with, mm. right? And that's, uh, you know, and without, I'm going to get to Surf Up too, but whatever. But basically, um, was... It, it, it was, you know, teetering on the brink, man. I mean, like, I remember an executive I heard one time said, like, movie is like a patient on an ER table who wants to die, and you just got to keep doing the fucking jaws of life. You know what I mean? So, uh, so we had, we, you know, somebody had brought up Ice Cube as an idea, and we were basically like, any role you want, dude, anything, just cue and choose, anything you want, you yeah. know what I mean? And um, and we thought that he would want to be like the villain or whatever, but he was like, no, the old man, the boxer. And I was like, really? He's like, you know, so I was like, yeah, great, cool. Um, uh, I remember, uh, I tell this story sometimes, Kevin Hart auditioned three times for lottery what? ticket, three times. And um, Eric and I laugh about this to this day because <laughs> Kevin and I were both rep by UTA and I remember right. his agent would, like, would tell me, it's like, Kevin Hart, I was like, you ain't gonna tell me I'm a fan, like from his stand-up, mm-hmm. I was a fan, right? And so, you know, I would, and I would see, I wasn't in the room for the auditions, but I would see his tape, I was like, he's killing it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he, I, he was gonna be the villain. I had written the villain as like a short guy with like a Napoleon complex, <laughs> right? Like, who terrorizes this <laughs> project. And like, yeah, dog, it was yeah. tailor-made for him. It was him or Cat Williams, that's it, right? Cat, Cat was the other name that, oh, that, that, that okay. was who Alcon really liked, yeah. but Cat like wouldn't read it. You know, mm. he just is like he was just hard to get a hold of. Mm-hmm. And Kevin like really wanted or whatever. And Alcon just was like, yeah. And I was like, I'm telling y'all, y'all making a mistake. You know what I mean? And I would, and we, and I've worked on something, you know, later with Alcon that, that was supposed to be for Kevin. And I was like, see, you remember? Those? You know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> you know, but but you know, so the long story short is, so we, you know, when Ice Cube signed on, that's when our movie got greenlit. Right. Like when he signed on, and then Dominoes fell. Then we got like actors we shouldn't have been able to get. You right. know what I mean? Keith Davis. Who's his mom? Uh, uh, Loretta Devine that's right, Loretta, Grandmother yeah. She was grandmother, uh, grandmother yeah. Keith David <clears throat> Terry <throat> Crews Mike Epps does a cameo mm-hmm. You know what I mean Like just you know We got just got this great uh, Fucking guy Notori Naughton now From you know right. From Power mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean Like we you know We just It just The stars lined up You mm-hmm. know what I mean And um, and the movie came out And it did well It made its money back right. But it wasn't like Friday It wasn't like mm-hmm. no spat, smash You know what I mean And so um Basically, I remember my reps telling me, it was like, listen, you know, like, I was like, well, what is this going to do for me? You know what I mean? And they go, well, if it had been, you know, I'm going to just tell you honestly, if it had done really, really great numbers, yeah, you'd, you know, quote would have shot up and blah, 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 right. blah. And, you you know, it was like, but it, it got basically on base. It wasn't a home run. It got mm-hmm. on base, you know? Made their money back. Yeah. yeah. What it ended up doing is lottery ticket, which none of us anticipated, became like this favorite on cable. It comes on like, I mean, it's DVD and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, DVD too, but right. really cable is what made it. Uh-huh. Like it, it, it um, it's finally started to taper off, but for 10 solid years, lottery ticket on TBS mm. and BET and, you know, and whatever else shows it, it's just like, I don't know what it is. People just found it. You know what I mean? Like green, green, green envelopes. Green yeah. envelopes. Well, yes. Well, yeah. Well, you know what? <clears throat> I say this because I, at the time when that came out, I was working at that completion bond company, and I remember um, you and Chip went to the premiere, and Chip was saying, you know, he was anticipating that the movie would do well. I think you were telling me too that it was like is one of the top. Pirated movies or some shit like yeah, that. It was. It was oh, really? huge, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody bootlegging. Bootlegging yeah. the fuck out of yeah, we got, we got, we got. But there was somebody at the it's premiere. Just, somebody at the premiere came and told me, "This is like I just saw your movie up on Crenshaw." <laughs> <laughs> like at the premiere, they told me that. I was like, so, yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, but, but, but I remember, I remember when I first saw it. I was never getting that negative. Like, just fucking. Hey um, man, I think I was at home. And uh, I mean, I saw it on TNT, and on yeah. TNT it was, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think I saw it in the theater, but TNT would play it. Um, 
you know, they would choose these movies and they play them like three times a day. Hmm. You know, like like I think they're yeah. trying to hit the different uh, the different um, time zones. Right, you know? right. And I was like, oh well, the motherfucker's gonna be watching the shit out of this movie, right. yeah. Because 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 I said the movies that get this kind of like yeah. slots are like a Die Hard or something like that. Right. Yeah, I, you I, know? I'm gonna tell you honestly, it came as just as shocked. I, I had no idea it was gonna have this kind of life and that people would like it as much as they did. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. they did. Thank God. And like you said, green envelopes, bro. I've, I've been eating off a lottery ticket right. for a long time. I heard that. So um, where my ten percent, by the way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but what? But but here's the <clears> thing, though. And it wasn't just because of that, but just the business in general. For a little while there, they just weren't fucking with urban comedies, and they still don't. Not theatrically, right. Right. not really. Right. You know, so uh, there was Tyler a Perry shit, but that's it. Yeah, you know what I mean. But like there was, you know, like Jumping the Broom did well, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean, like and Just Right and whatever. There was a time when you remember, like right. those movies, like Screen Gems and you know Fox Searchlight, whatever. That's who would make those shit. But it just was a cooling period around 2010, 11, where they weren't getting made. So. And that was what I was known for. I was, you know what I mean? Like, New Edition hadn't, was years away from happening. So I was known as a black comedy writer. Right. And the jobs just weren't there. The, the writing assignments weren't there. No, the, you know, the spec ideas. Like, I was developing things or whatever. But, like, it just, it, you know, it was tough sledding. Mm-hmm. And um, my, my wife and I, um, you know, I was, you know, getting uh, writing assignments or whatever. So I was keeping the bills paid or whatever. But uh, my wife and I um, had our daughter in 2012. Mm-hmm. And you know, then like I'm in pregnancy vortex for a while, and I'm saying, you know, whatever. Or after after that, after she's born, newborn, whatever, no sleep, all that kind of thing. But you know, like everything's still cool. I booked this job at Screen Gems, um, and uh, and then Clint Culpepper, I'll call him out. Oh, Clint, yeah, fuck it, you know. He uh, it was another one. He said, yeah, remember I told you Harvey Weinstein went mm-hmm. one draft of Bling, and Clint Clint Culpepper. He read Act One of this script. It was Will Packer was a producer on it, and a few other people. And um, Tracy Edmonds, who I'd been friends with for a long time, he read Act One and decided not to do it off of that Act wow. One. And I was telling, you know, my executives there, I was like, "Listen, you know, like, you know, I don't want to just send it act by act. Can I wait? Because like, you, you have to see how it's all going to, you know, pay off." And they were like, "This is how we do it here. Hmm. He sees it act by act." So I sent it in. He goes, "Eh," and then that was it. Wow. The, uh, the upside of that was, and I got a newborn daughter at home, I didn't get the full value of that contract like because it was just in limbo. They didn't pass on it. Right. They just He just decided we're not moving forward right now, and it, and it was just in limbo. And that was the only paying gig I had at the time. Mm. So I had gotten my commencement check, and that's all I got. Now we're, um, that's towards the end of you know the year. Now we're getting into 2013. I'm like, well, I know me. I always book. You know what I mean? I'll be fine. You know, I'll just go up for some more stuff. And it was just like... I was asking my reps, I was like, what do we got? You know, what's coming? And they were like, there's honestly, there's just not a lot out there right now. Like, nobody's developing anything that mm. you would be right for. Right. So I'm like, okay, and I'm trying to buy my time. And of course, I'm like working on specs and I've got, you know, other things. I'm like, hey, I'll just do some rain making. I'll just make it happen. Mm. But um, I was, my wife was not working at the time. She was transitioning to another <clears throat> area of law. We had a newborn. I had my savings in the bank. But it just started like as 2013 goes on and on and on. It was it was going, Mm -hmm. it was going, and I was getting panicky and shit. And I remember like I had a a a lunch with my now manager, but he was my agent at the time in 2013. And he goes, and I mean, you know, I was like, what am I gonna do, John? You know, and he and he and he was like, listen, man. He's like, you know, you have to just accept the reality, like the genre that you're known for. It's like it's you know it's cooling off now. He's like, but 
you just had a baby. He's like, I know you. I know you're human. He's like, you know what I think you could do? Have you ever thought about doing something in the family space? He's like, because those hmm. jobs never go away. Like, there's always... Hashtag pivot again. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he was just like, he's like, Try, you know, would you think about something in animation? And I was like, yeah. I mean, if you think somebody would hire me, like, why would they hire me based on what I got? But right. I was like, yeah, why not? Right. He put me up for this job. He's like, you know, uh, Sony is going to do, it's going to do direct-to-DVD. They, they have this big hit, Surf's Up, whatever, Jeff Bridges, you know, Shia LaBeouf, all this stuff, and they want to do, they're partnering with WWE, and they're going to do a thing like to, you know, basically just, you know, this is what they do now, right? So it'll be released to streaming and DVD, and I went up and I pitched for it, and they hired me, and that was like towards, um, shit, what year was that now? I think that was in like 2014. I, I, I pulled myself out because I, I booked a Disney Channel job also in 2013, and that, you know, basically... Uh, and then by 2014 or whatever, but like again, money was dry, you right. know, all this kind of stuff. I was I was bone dry, dog. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. With a newborn baby, feeling like the biggest failure in the fucking world, wow. you know. And uh, and and you know, and that's when you realize as a writer, you go. I ain't got no fallback plan. I put all my eggs in this shit. Like, Everybody. if I had to put a resume together now, what could I say that I did? Like, <laughs> like, see, lottery I, can type, <laughs> I can type 70 words a minute, maybe. No, like, I was like, and, and, and the only other job experience I'd had since college was in development. And, like, I can't be, like, a produce writer. And, like, and then, plus, there weren't even development jobs to do. There was right. nothing. I was panicked, bro. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I, I don't even think I told y'all all this, I but I was, I was very fucking panicked. Mm-hmm. And, I, and all I was thinking about was I got to, like, you know, be able to feed my kid. You know what I mean? Bro, it's a huge, it's a huge burden. I just, that's the wrong word. It's a huge, um, up, uh, it's, it's the duty for you to do yeah, that. Yeah. You, if you have a child, you have to do everything you can right. to make, to give the child the life that right. you anticipated. Right. Because it's, it's, it's not like you and Ray just, Oh shit, we're pregnant right now. It's like, no, it's I mean, like you guys, this we, plan that. We, I was 40 when she was born. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, we, we, we waited. Yeah. I, we did everything the right way school and then right. establish your career and all this other kind of shit. So, the bottom line was, I had to open my mind up and say that get out of your comfort zone. Who says you can't write for, like, so when I, I remember meeting a Disney Channel and they told me, like, well, how, how their movies go or whatever. That project was this thing I was writing. It was a vehicle for Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but uh, you know, that ultimately didn't go. <laughs> uh, it, didn't, it didn't go, but it was great experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, you know, I, I'm really cool execs, you know, um, uh, that, that I got uh, to be friends with there. One of them, I'm working on something now. She's now transitioned to Warner Brothers and I have a project there and she's my exec on it. You know what I mean? But, like, that's how I met her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, and then I went up for the Sony job in 2014 and I got that. And like, you know, not great money, but enough to like keep my head above mm-hmm. water while I, while I keep things going. And as I've told y'all earlier in the conversation, also around that time, that's when I found out New Edition was going. Mm. And so by 2015, you know, New Edition goes, the, then the money starts flowing mm-hmm. and, you know, it became what it became and whatever. And like, so now I'm in a, you know, in a, in a much better position than I was. But right. like, even, you know, this is what people don't realize, man, like the business can be fickle. And even when you've had some success, just cause you got to produce credit that I'm, mean, you know what I mean? And even I mean, though you're sure. getting residuals and shit, I mean, you, sure. you know, and yeah, unless it was like some massive hit. And even then, you know, if you, if you're living above your means, if you're, yeah. you know what I mean? It your can, lifestyle changes too. Well, as see, you go. It's the thing that we talked, we talked about this offline, but I mean, before is that, and you kind of brought this up a little earlier. It's like um, you got your the lottery ticket at a time when there's the 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 bootlegging is huge, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and also at that same time the DVD market is contracting. I know, even when it's big. Eric and, and I like, say if, if that movie had come out in the '90s you, and did the same, I mean, like the numbers would have been because everybody bought. 
you right. know, VHS and DVD back then, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and yeah. like, you know, there was bootlegging, but not to the extent. Right. You know, on your way out the see, door, see, you was buying one. I, right. I, 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 I want to ask you something about that. I don't know if I should about that trailer situation, but. Mm. Uh, oh, you can now. Oh, I mean, everything, okay. everything's fine. So, so this is, okay, so. Um, There's um, more water, you good? Mm. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so Eric and uh, so Eric and Abdul get a, a trailer mm-hmm. cut. Eric did it. He it was, was, it was Eric. It was, it was yeah. Eric. Yeah. That the studio gives gives them, and it's booty. You know. <laughs> and then oh, our first trailer. Yeah. yeah. And, and 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 then um and then you said that Eric went and recut a trailer to show them. Yeah. How it should. This is how it should look. Yeah. Eric, all, Eric and his, know, his, 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 bro- his, his brother. His brother is an editor, right? Yeah. So they now again. Eric comes from the world of music video. He got a he eye knows, too. He knows <laughs> how to grab your attention right from the jump. Right. How to how to like. You know what is a trailer, right? How to tell a story visually? How to you know? And he had cut a trailer. To this day, I have it saved on my computer because hmm. I'm like that shit was so fucking hot, hmm. and it was like it was you know yeah it, uh, it was it, tonally it was different. <clears throat> but they, I remember them saying the studio saying like people are gonna think this is like a drama. But I was like, well, if you look, if you watch the movie, there are some dramatic elements in it. Mm-hmm. There's that rooftop scene. There's you know what I mean. Like I was like, let's not undersell it. Yeah, the whole the whole conceit of the movie is. A guy, uh, a kid wins the um, uh, the lottery in the hood. Right. You know what I mean? The hood comes with its own yeah. obstacles. In the project. Yeah, the yeah, you know, yeah, in the project, yeah. right? We shot it in the project. You sure did. You know, you know what I'm saying? And, and so I was like, you know, it can't be some, at least we weren't going to let it be some right. silly, like, you know, flippant kind of movie. It was really supposed to be like the whole, my conceivable was like, to whom much is given, much is requ- required. So he realizes over the course of this weekend, is like, what you know? What if I just use this money? That, like what we thought was an insane amount of money at the time. I remember saying like three hundred seventy million. Like you know the fucking Powerball now is like five. But I was right. like, I remember telling Aaron like, man, is that too much? No one's gonna believe you could win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but uh, but you know what I'm saying. So like so he he cut a trailer that was you know and I, I remember I, I remember there was this whole contention because I think you were saying that Eric had. There's like some some older white guy who mm-hmm. was at the studio who was cutting it, and they were like, "No, oh, hold on, you ain't yeah. getting get nothing." Right. They, had, they had a certain way that they did shit or whatever. And right. I mean, do I think that that would have been a difference between a bigger opening or not? I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, I also wasn't crazy about our poster. You know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah, yeah I our, I mean. our poster was just like it was it was like a gray background. I mean, right. like you know, it's all listen. It's water under the bridge now, right? Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Uh, but also, when you're a young writer and it's your first movie, you don't get to say. You know what I mean? Like you, you know what I mean? You can, you can and it was say, his first movie. Yeah, director. it was his first movie. So we were yeah. like we were two newbies, mm-hmm. you know, coming in or whatever, and like, you know, and I don't and no none of these decisions were done to like undercut anything. No. It was just they had a way that they, they had a marketing strategy that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um everything from the music that was chosen for the trailer and everything to to what we thought, right. younger, hipper, you know, whatever. Um now when you have a the the, the great position that I'm in now is now people will listen. Right. You know what I mean? Now I can say, get that exec producer. You know what I mean? So like I have a say in how things are presented and like what the strategy is going to be mm-hmm. and, all, and all that kind of stuff. But you have to earn that you know, yeah. credit. When you're mm-hmm. young in the game, you got to kind of just you know, roll, roll with the punches. But you, you know, pay attention and learn. And, also, and, and also, you also can't be the dude who's like constantly telling everybody, you're wrong, you fucked up, whatever. Like marketing execs have been doing it forever. Mm-hmm. Like know when to speak up and know when to shut up. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I've, I've, I think I've, I've found that balance. I mean, nobody's, at least if they think I'm full of shit, no one's told no, me. No, you got a good reputation. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. I mean, I mean we it, know the bullshit. Yeah, y'all know I'm full of shit. <laughs> but you know, I mean, but the you know. But uh, uh, there's because there's a friend of mine. Uh, he did a movie. He wrote it. His friend directed it. And this is like in the late '90s. And he took the opposite approach. He, the the director was just fucking up. Mm. 
And the editor pulled the writer, because the, the director and the writer had been close friends for a long time. The editor was like, dude, you got to like, you have to rein your boy in because mm. everyone is not liking what he's saying. Right, right. And it's just an interesting kind of thing where it's like, even though he directed it and he write it, they, they, they still trying to like massage it to make it like work right, well. Because right. I think a lot of times people, uh, people get lost in it, you yeah, know? Yeah. And then these outside people who are part, I mean, the, the marketing people aren't, at a certain level, they don't care about your movie because it's just a product to them to sell. They right. don't. They, they, I mean, they didn't write it, right, and right, they didn't right. spend any time on it. Right. So sometimes their perspective is interesting to listen to, uh, and sometimes it might be right. There's, there's, there's a lot of times right. it's right. I always feel that you know nobody cuts trailers right. <laughs> you know, that's just, that's, that's, that's my feeling because I've watched the trailer and I'm like. I don't need to see this movie now. Or <laughs> right. two minutes and I was like, you know what? I want to see this, so stop. I'm going to stop right now. Stop right now before you tell me too much. Because, yeah. you yeah. know, and, and obviously I've shown I have a fucked up memory, but um, uh, the minute I see an image in mm-hmm. a trailer, in my head when I'm watching the movie, I'm like, when's that image going to show up? Yeah. Oh, Andrew, right. you don't forget. Was right. that, you know, I saw him shooting, so, you know, yeah, he's in this, yeah, he's yeah, in this yeah, room. Yeah. So the yeah. minute that happens, yeah. the minute we get to that space in the, in the room, I see that geography, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's just going to happen. Right. Because yeah. I've seen it. You yeah. Know? It's, it's right. kind of like when they, when you're watching, you're, like, I'm a, still a Walking Dead fan, believe it or not. Mm. But I watch the show, and then it looks like a zombie ate somebody or somebody got shot. And then the next, uh, uh, they show the trailer, and you see them, like, in the background. I'm like, y'all didn't know they was in the background? Now I can see that they made oh, it. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah, some bullshit. Yeah, I, yeah, that, yeah, uh, yeah. I want nobody. Like, I, I sleep, like, the marketing is. It's so it's so uh, it's it's a, it's, a, it's its own beast, man. Yeah, uh, and, you know, I mean, I get yeah. why I get they're trying to get everyone like interested and attracted, and they're trying to like to break through the noise. But I still kind of feel like uh, you know I used to say this all the time. We were living guys just say I don't want anything from the third act in the trailer. I don't want mm. anything in the third mm. show, but you see it all the time. All now, the time. And it's just like, God right. damn, man! Like, I mean, like, like, like my ultimate enjoyment of the movie is what happens in the third act, right? Because if it falls apart, then the, the movie didn't work, right? Yeah, you know, if it no comes doubt. together, comes together really well with some twist, that is what makes you go, "Oh shit!" Did you remember? Mm-hmm. Because that's what you remember. I mean, like yeah. you talking about Jaws earlier, and it's like yeah. when the shark blows up and right. and your boy's stuck in the cage, and it's like that's what you remember. You yeah, know? yeah, no doubt, no and, doubt. Hey, Abdul, let me let me ask you a question. So clearly, you went from New Edition, right. you did a bunch of other stuff, and then you went mm. to. Currently, Bobby Brown. Right, right. To me, you are the perfect person to write that movie. Thank you. Who knows him better than you? Right. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. I mean, it's like, duh. They, right. They'd be stupid to go out to somebody else. Yeah. You have to redevelop that whole relationship all over again. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> you know what I mean? So, yeah. what was the transition like? That was there? Uh, basically Bobby had been wanting to do his own movie. Right. That was part duh. of the, that was part of the bone. <laughs> exactly. That's Bobby Brown. Right. That's part of the bone contention. You know what I mean? Like when he, you know, so he had to kind of be brought around. Like, right. look, if we do New Edition, you know what I mean? Like, you'll have a much better chance of, of getting yours made. Right. And then New Edition becomes, you know, 30 million viewers and it mm-hmm. becomes this big thing. And so I think like when some first night's number came in, like BT was like, all right, what's next? What are we doing next, right, guys? Right. So they knew like kind of like right away. You're like, just so happened. I, right. I already started on it. Would have been, it would have been great <laughs> if they had made that decision that the fall before fall of 2016 to give me oh, a little right, bit more time. Right. But, uh, but so basically they, you know, like very shortly after, you know, like the movie comes out in January 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, Jesse gets the call. Then Jesse calls me so that by like, I think we go in February and by March I'm, I'm in it. Right. right? So, uh, but here's the thing for Bobby. 
they knew what the air date what they wanted it to be. They oh, knew that they knew the air date was going to be September uh, 2018. Wow. So I had to work, you know. So like New Edition, where I get 10 years, you know what I mean? So like to develop and you know deep dive or whatever. Now even though Bobby was part of New Edition, he had a whole life totally. beyond their shit. Totally. And um and so I still had to do my process. I still had to do the interviews. I still mm-hmm. had to do all the research. I still had, you know whatever, but just in a very much more compressed space because it was like. You know, we we're greenlit already. You know, what I mean, like I, I, the only way they wouldn't have made it is if it, the draft came in completely fucked up. But they, you know, but like they knew me, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I just I get off and running. Uh, yeah, and 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 you know, the first I remember, and I've and I've had this you know conversation like a few times. Like, do I want to be the biopic guy? Is that you know what I mean? <laughs> and my manager would be like. You know, until like it, it, as long as you like the story, as long as you like it, until you know people stop asking, why not? You know yeah. what I mean? Like you know, and 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 you know, you, that doesn't mean you can't do other stuff. But mm-hmm. like, if a project comes along and it's good, and you are and you want to do it, don't just not do it just because it's in that genre, yeah. right? You know, you obviously are proving yourself there, and people want you for that. So I I get offered a ton of music biopics, <laughs> um, and I'm you know become like selective of like it's all the stars have got a, a line. Uh, but uh, so Bobby, man, it was it was cool because I'd had that head start. I knew him already, mm-hmm. so he was comfortable talking to me. And then like the other people in his world and stuff like that, and um, you know, they had other challenges that New Edition had, didn't have. In that, one of the biggest characters in the movie is Whitney Houston, who had you know since passed away. Right. And I had to be able to write her voice, and I had to and, and know that because of Bobby's relationship with her family, I wasn't going to be able to get her side essentially. Right. You know what I mean? It had to be fair. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, you know it, it was tough, and the the pace was like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I didn't have a shitload of time, but I got enough to get my stuff done. And then, you know, I think my first draft, I turned into like uh, August or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was just like, we were just off to the races. Oh, and so we were in production by the following spring, um, you know, pre-production by January and production by the following spring. And then, um, you know, just work, 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 work. But mm-hmm. it was, uh, but it was dope. It was a great experience. And now, you know, like that's what I was saying, when we won Image Award, I'm, it was just like a nice, into that chapter, we're all very happy about it. I was happy for Bobby, um, you know, and you know, yeah, I saw that picture. All you guys, yeah, that was nice. You know, I mean, here's the thing, and this is the great thing about it is you, you know, when you write about these artists, like you have to have a certain amount of, of detachment because mm-hmm. you're writing about them, and you got to be fair. You're not, you're not trying to write like a fluff piece. Right. You know what I mean? At the same time, you get to know them. You get to know their families and their kids or whatever, mm-hmm. and like it does become so. Like I've. New edition. You get to unveil the curtain yeah. a little bit. Man. New edition. I'll always. They'll always have a place in my life, right. and I always have a place in theirs. And Bobby's, you know, the same. And it's it's wonderful when it works out that way. There mm-hmm. might be times when I do something where it's not that way, and it's just like we just did a job together, mm-hmm. and that's it, you know. But I, I've been fortunate that I've gotten to know them, and we'll always be cool, right. you know. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, I, you know, I mentioned I because I, I talk with Scott all the time. Mm-hmm. Scott Alexander, who did mm-hmm. the, you know, and uh, I ran into him the <clears> other <throat> week, and uh, um, he's done a Dolomite mm. story, you know. Yeah. It's coming out. Yeah, it's wow. done. Yeah, it's yeah. done. They said yeah. it last year's coming out. It was supposed to come out this month, but they loved um, Eddie's performance so much that Netflix is going to put it for the awards. They, uh, they try to push a bit. Yeah, yeah. Really, yeah, yeah. They, they really think he's. They said it's all, he, he's like, due. I mean, he, it's, it's not just that he's yeah, due. Totally it's it's not just that he's due, due but, I was, but, yeah. but Scott, Scott was like, it's everything you want in Eddie and more. Yeah, Good. You know, so we getting yeah. old so and new. Yeah. I was gonna say, but but I was I was talking to him about the same thing about you know it's like 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 you know like you guys do these biopics you like you're so known for that. He's like, yeah, but you know, there's a few things on the resume that aren't. You know, like he did right. like a Stephen King adaptation mm-hmm. and things like that. And and it's like, but like he and and Larry are so in that space. And they kind of choose these weird angles that mm. they get to choose stuff that's very interesting. 
yeah. you know, and stuff that maybe you know, off a of first glance, someone say, "Ain't no one making that movie," right. right? But then you go, "Yeah, but we got the guy who fucking did New Edition, Bobby Brown. We can mm-hmm. make that movie, ne- make right. that movie now." Yeah, yeah, you know, because cause, yeah. Cause, because people know something can be done that maybe seems a little difficult to mm-hmm. do, you know, mm-hmm. like, cause obviously you're up here wrestling with all these personalities, right. which is a big thing. I mean, it, it's hard to wrestle with one person's personality with the yeah. family. You got, right. the, the thing, the they're thing, all superstars. Yeah. The yeah. thing about biopics, man, is like, you, you're a writer, but you also have to be a bit of a reporter, yes. you're like an investigative journalist. You know what I mean? Like that's part of it. And I, and I don't mind doing the work. Like yeah. I, I like to dive in. I like all the research. I can't do enough interviews. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the project that I'm doing now, Salt and Pepper has another super fast uh, right. clock on it, and the struggle I'm having is I don't know if I'm going to get the time I want. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, you know, so that like you can become like, uh, and boy, I hope I don't sound like I'm crying crocodile tears and shit. But you can become a prisoner of your own success. Where right. like if you prove that you can do it a couple times, then people are like, oh, you don't need all that time. Just do it. Just bang it out. You right. know what I mean? And I'm like, no, I really do. Like I'm just as insecure as I was in 2003. Right. Sometimes you know right. what I mean? Like I, I you know. I, I want that safety net of like give me the time to like let me develop it but at the same time it's like they didn't sold ad time what are you gonna do you know what I mean you gotta yeah. get it done so <laughs> you know what I mean it's true. Yeah. It's you true. know yeah and you just and you just gotta work you know work backwards from that and do the best you can and uh, quote utopia you go trust your talent so mm-hmm. I just I try to like when I have those insecure moments when I'm in a draft or I'm in a treatment or whatever it is just be like you know what I know, you know, I mean, I'm not saying like give half ass effort or whatever, but just like trust that like, okay, you got, you know what I mean? You've got this figured out or like you'll have time, you know, or you'll make time to punch this up later. Like, but you got to get to that next scene or, you know, whatever it is. You well, know? yeah, because that's the thing that like I've, I've, I've really enjoyed about like just watching your career is that, and what you just said now, you're like, sometimes I feel as insecure as I was in 2003. It, it, it's like- Imposter syndrome never leaves. I, I mean, mm. I mean there's, never there's, there's times we've had these conversations and it's like, it, it's, it's kind of like, you know what you need to do yeah. and you know what your punching weight is and you know that you can punch above it right. if, in, you know, like in certain circumstances. And, you all, and I think that the difficulty is, is that- the people who don't do what we do, who don't write, right. they don't know what it is. Right. And they think, well, just, I mean, like, I write emails today, so, <laughs> it, you know. No, I think all writers, all, all <laughs> writers have, had the, have had the, uh, have had the, the feeling of, like, people just feeling like everybody thinks that they can write. Now, here's the thing. I, I honestly, I, I'm like, yo, if people tell me, like, I want to be a writer, I never discourage anybody. Oh, I'm, no. like, I'm like, yo, try it. You know what I mean, and I and and sometimes you you know, like if somebody ain't really, you know willing to do the work, and you go try it, you know what I mean, you know, and then they you realize like they'll get in front of that Blake page, and they're like, Ooh, you know what I mean, like now what do I do, you know? But some people or or they'll just you know they'll bang it out and, and they'll get there. But I'm I'm never the one to discourage you. I'm like yo, if you got if you feel like you got a story in you or something you want to do, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Don't wait, you know what I mean. Like you know you know you 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 might as well try to fuck with it. But at the same time. Understand, like nobody would just you. You rarely hear people be like, "I'm just going to direct some shit." Like, you know what I mean? How hard can it be? You know what I mean? Or like, right. you know, I mean, like, there's some. You know, I mean, yeah. you see the struggle. Yeah. Right. yeah, but like, I also, but you know, people tend to think that writing is just like whatever. You just write the lines, and you no, know, and, 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 and like, like every aspect of it, particularly the aspects that people kind of like gravitate to. I mean, 
you know, it's obviously the cinematographer, the grip, the makeup person that mm. still has to do the same, uh, ends up put in the shitload of hours. Yeah. But these, like, the writer, the director, the actor, people think, they, the, the, the thing is, is that what you see as final product, it, if it's, the things that touch you mm. are so seamless. Right. You know, that it feels like, oh, that was easy. If I'm able to look, make things look easy now, it's because I've had 20 years of like whacking at the tree. To, right, you know what I mean? Right. To, to, to be able to, to get, yeah, you know, yeah. get that comfortable. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Because well, um, I, I tell people all the time, you know, like I was talking <clears> to a new writer the other day and I was like, the one thing that I cannot abide by is I don't want to see the clockwork when I'm like reading your script. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see. Mm-hmm. You know, like the mechanics of the movement, because that's when it's like I'm not even into your story because I'm. It's it's so. Clunky. Right, it's, the, right. the, it's not that it's necessarily clunky, but it's like I see how it's moving, right. and it's like I don't want to see that. Like like like, let me get lost. Yeah, because that's when you're the good storyteller. Yeah, and yeah. you know that's the thing that where people don't get. I mean, th- th- that to me, like obviously, you know, you you know. There's the movie that you had ten years to do, and everyone fucking loved it. It was right, awesome. Right. And there's the movie that you had like considerably less time to write. Yeah, that I, was the, that was that yeah. was awesome. I, I know <laughs> I'm not going to get, nor do I want ten year development periods. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I, I don't want to become what's what's my man? Uh, Thin Red Line. What's that dude? Oh, um, Terrence Malick. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to be the Terrence Malick. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like like every once in a while, I pop my head up. I'm like I got this shit. Boom. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean? Now, I, now at the same time, I'm like I'm 47. I'm like right. how, how many more years do I have as like a writer? Writer. You know what right. I mean? Like well, I, you know at a certain point I want to you know just develop and that would be that and then you know hang up my cleats and you know make rape you know for produce the, yeah for the you know for the next person or whatever but um so I'm like I'm gonna grind out like while I have this time and while I'm you know I can do the it passion still there yeah and people are still fucking with me you yeah. know what I mean because you know all it takes is like a couple of ones that don't work exactly. and then all of a sudden you're like oh yeah that guy yeah you, you know, know what I mean so yeah so while they're still fucking with me and while people are, are offering me shit like I'm, I'm in a position now that I never thought I would be in where I can like Especially even as recently as mm-hmm. that bad year that I had, where I can turn jobs down, and right. I have to turn jobs down now because right. I don't have the like my two thousand this year is booked. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm thinking about things for that, and mm-hmm. I think about that sometimes. And I'm like, and this is the thing I was thinking about this when I was driving up here today. When you know you, uh, when you wake up, you know I tell you I wake up sometimes with like a knot in my stomach. Right. Like, what am I gonna do? Right. I got you know what I mean. And I and I always remember, and you, you know that's what keeps you hungry though. That, that's, that it, it, keep, it keeps you hungry. But yeah. I think to myself, I'm like, you know what? If 2003 Abdul could hear me complaining mm. because I'm too busy right. or because, you know what I mean, how am I going to... Like, I w- in my macaroni and cheese days, <laughs> you know what I mean, when I was pitching to Dave Chappelle, Sparklets guy, yes. you know what I mean, just like any <laughs> fucking thing to get my foot in the door, I'm like... I'm like nigga, you dreamed exactly. for this shit. You're you know right. what I mean? Like this is this was You're this right. was your wildest yes. fantasy, and now it's here. You better enjoy this uh-huh. shit, and and you better like appreciate it. So like that's why I'm just like you know, and plus nobody wants to hear you fucking complain. You know what I mean? So I'm just yeah. like you know, either do it or don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, yeah. you know, so I, I just like you know, with with other writers, I'll be like you know, we all have our like woe is me or like God, this motherfucker, this note that I just got, or this mm-hmm. or that, or well, you know, that's just part of the grind or whatever. But like I never, I always just try to be mindful of the fact that like this is what this is the result of like. All those years of insecurity right. and all those years of like, will I ever make it? And now you finally have. If mm-hmm. if this is what making it is, that uh, that I'm like, all right, man. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you you got that. You got what you asked for. You know. Good. That was yeah. up. Yeah. On that note, thank you, man. <laughs> thank, thank you guys for having. That was a nice two hour episode. We just going in. Like, ah, yeah. Wow, <clears> nice. Yeah, time That's flies, right. man. Thanks for having. Hey, me. you were giving people a hell of a game. Oh, and thanks. and like I said, what we love to hear is how. 
You know what I mean? Right. We have a lot of people. We hear, we both listen to, we all listen to a lot of podcasts. Right. Oh, I got this job and then I did this and then I didn't. There's like right. no. Yeah. And people are not hearing like how. People don't want to talk about the valleys. Exactly. The valleys. Yeah. The valleys is what drives people out of the business. Right. The yeah. valleys is yeah, what does. makes everyone um, get get jaundiced on the right. business. And the people who uh, who can successfully navigate the valleys uh, are the ones who are really, they have something to say, mm-hmm. they have the talent to say it, and they have the perseverance. Because right. you can go and look at anybody's IMDb page and say, okay, what happened? Right. Yeah. There's you a know, gap here or whatever he, the fuck. But there's two yeah. things you can say. You can right. say, what happened? He fucking got nine movies in a row or right. what right. happened? He did nine movies and next thing there's no movie for years. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and it's like, I remember, I forget his name, but the guy, we were talking with him at the, at the party, the December party, your boy who wrote King's Ransom. Yeah. Oh, Wayne, Wayne, yeah, Wayne. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember, I remember when we first met him at that bar up on Kawanga and we were mm. hanging out and that movie came out and, and this was, and I didn't realize at the time, but you, you made a good point. The urban comedies kind of cooled down. Yeah, they did. He was saying, well, my movie killed urban comedies. <laughs> That's because Wayne is like very self-effacing. I was like, it was him, it was him. Yeah, but it was like, oh, that's an interesting point. But the, but the level of like, you know, and he's got uh, fucking Anthony Anderson. Anthony Anderson's right. at the top yeah. of his game. And it's right. like, well, like, why did that movie not work? Right. And um, just a lot of things. But it's like, you know, but and but but that's that valley that you fall in, and yeah. then you know, and now he he's, he's on a he was on Black Famous, also the kind of shit White Famous, White yeah. Famous, yeah. and it's like yeah. it, you know, it's like it, it, and you got to navigate it because mm-hmm. if you can't, then yeah, you got and you got to be able to reinvent yourself sometimes. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like so, I took a little sojourn into animation, and I'm not saying that I'd never do that again. I actually mm-hmm. did like it. I liked mm-hmm. it. It was it was very freeing in some ways. Probably to, taught you a lot about stories. It, yeah. straight, it straight up mm-hmm. did. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, and you know, and so I still take animation meetings sometimes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I, I'm just like. You know, I, when I signed with ICM, one of the things they asked me was like, "Well, how would you categorize yourself? Like, what's your genre?" And you know what I mean? Like, you do this, you do mm-hmm. this, because like, because they're trying to think how to sell you. Yeah. And I said, I, I was like, I know this might make it tough on y'all, but I don't fall into the category. And I was like, because I, I feel like when we ask writers to do that as audience members, you don't be like, "I just watch horror. That's all I watch." Right. You know what I mean? I right. never want to laugh. You know what I mean? Or like, <laughs> you know, like I was like, so as 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 story consumers, mm-hmm. we don't say that there's only one shit I watch. It's, it just depends on what it is. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, not everybody is funny or not everybody can write a thriller or not everybody you know what I'm saying so like yeah you know but I've, I've got a lot of interest I, I sometimes I, I want to write comedy sometimes I want to you know write drama whatever so I'm like that's you know what, whatever interests me that's what I want to do right. and sometimes I want to write animation you know or, mm-hmm. or it's something for kids you know that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So where you at, Abdul? You on uh, Twitter? You on uh, Instagram? Uh, Instagram, Abdul the writer. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, it took me a long time to join that shit. You know what I mean? But I, but I, got, I got shamed into it. Uh, Facebook forever, man. But yeah, but yeah. I have no business card. So if you want to, you know, DM, you can slide in my DMs. You know what I mean? It might take me a while to hit you back. He because, was down uh, in the DM, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, that's that's yeah, that's that. And uh, I no mean, Twitter. I, uh, no Twitter, nah, okay. man. I feel like, man, I gotta, you know. He's like, I'm a grown ass man. No, no, he's got, he got a family. He's got the little girls. <laughs> you know what? I, first can, I, can I honestly tell you one of the reasons when I go dark on social media? It's because a lot of people I work with are also on there, and I feel like if I say something, they're like, "Oh, you got time to post? But where my, you know, where? <laughs> <laughs> so, where's my scripts? Yeah, where is so my? Script? I feel like, I feel like, especially like when I'm on the deadline, I'm like, just don't say shit. Just that's, like, you know, funny. Don't that's tag weird. me or nothing. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to know that I even left the house at all. You know what I mean? Damn. And I really don't leave the house at all. You know what I mean? 
me, but uh, but like, but forever, I was like, you know, I, I, I can't, I can't. But until I turn in my shit, then I'll have like my little a, a little breathing room, man. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, I'm, so we're obviously we've announced Salt and Pepper, and there's a few other um, joints that I got awesome. um, lined up for this year. Um, you know, one of them it's, it scares the shit out of me, and that's exactly why I know I should be doing it because it's very big in scope. Right. Uh, and it, uh, you know what I mean? Like I felt the same way about New Edition at first when I was like, why, why me? Like why right, should I right. be going to write this? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But then I was like, you know, was over the years I realized when you have those like why me moments, that's probably exactly that's when you should. That's what pushes you as a writer to get better. So I'm like, and the fear, the, yeah. fear, the fear, because yeah. it's like you said. As a writer, you have so many interests. You can write what you want to write. Yeah. The fear, the fear is that you might say to yourself, "I don't." Like you said, the scope could be massive. It's yeah. like I mean, it's like the Wells thing. Like I told yeah. you when I read that, like that was like so out of my wheelhouse when I wanted right. to write that. Yeah. But but I kept saying to myself, "But that's good. Right. That's yeah. good because yeah. I can just you know like I can." Um, I can walk that tightrope, mm-hmm. and the times is is that is that when I'm like facing the blank page and I'm walking that tightrope, that's when I was able to create some mm-hmm. of my favorite stuff in the script because yeah. I was like, you know what, fuck it. If anyone likes it, I know it, You know right. what? I don't care if no one likes it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, think, quietly you got to write that way sometimes. Yeah, you know what I mean. You want to please people, but you can't if you're trying to like. Stay ahead of the trends and 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 write, and, and write for that. Like by the time your shit gets out, like the trends already then changed anyway. Bingo. You know what I mean? And, and you know right. if you like, oh, insecure is hot. I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write my insecure. Like no, don't do that. No. There's already an insecure. You know what I mean? Like right. come up with your own shit. It's already came up with their own shit. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I was yeah. just gonna say one of the things I love. <laughs> yeah, we're above two hours. Oh um, shit! Uh, no, we're good. We're good. Yeah. Don't worry about it. They'll listen or they won't. I don't give okay, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all, I'm used to commercials and shit like, like advertising. Like, <laughs> really? no, you can't go one second over. Anyway, please. This is my show. Yeah. So, um, I was gonna say one of the things I love about what you're saying. You started saying when we were offline. Was I love that? I really want the young writers to hear because we have listeners all over the world. <clears throat> I want them to hear. That even a writer who's out there now, who just fucking won an award last week, <laughs> right? Right. It still gets butterflies about a job. No question. Still is nervous about can I do this? Yeah. You no know qu- what I mean? No question. Yeah, I, I absolutely do. Um, you know what I mean? But uh, you know, again, and you're clearly a confident writer. You know, you can write. Yeah, your yeah. Ass I, you know, I, you know, but it ain't about that part of it. Yeah, and, right. and and sometimes I have to just like man up and just be like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Sometimes that, that's my procrastination right. voice in me, like. Oh, if I could just line up seven more interviews or right. whatever, and then you know, could we like really get started in earnest, like in September? Like, nah, like right. they, the train ain't gonna wait forever. You know what I mean? So sometimes you do have to push uh, through that. But yeah, I, I do think there's a there's a certain healthy fear you should have. You know what I mean? You, Athletes talk a lot about that. You know what I mean? Like you step on the court and you get those butterflies, yeah. or whatever. Like they've done it a million yeah. times, but you singers before they go out, yeah, yeah, they lose their voice, whatever. Straight, straight right. yeah, straight up, man. And I, I think there is that. Do you think? Um, I find, because I do a lot of biopics too, right? Mm. I find that the nerve, is it like the one I'm doing with Reggie right now? Mm. My nerves are a little there, right. but the more I do research, the more I'm like, oh shit, it's, it's, a, it's yeah. a, you know what I mean? There's, now I feel more empowered. Every writer has those <clears throat> moments when it unlocks for right. you. You know what I mean? Like when, you know what I mean? Like, you know, at first you're just kind of like going through and you're pulling certain things together right. and like, you know, story ideas and then you'll have like that click moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Hopefully you do. Sometimes right. you don't. You know what I mean? But I've, 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 I've it's a, it's the best feeling, even better like than completing a script is when I have that moment where like, okay, I see the story now. Like I can mm-hmm. kind of see it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. I see this character arc now. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I know what I'm trying to say now. Right. Right? You know what I mean? I've got, I figured out what the point of it all is. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hopefully you get there. But yeah, that's, uh, that, that that to me is what like that fucking charges me up when right. I feel when I get that feeling. Well, yeah, because like that's the moment, like you said, w- once it unlocks for you, 
I know for me that there's the idea, there's the characters, and I'm and like I'm trying to figure out how it's all gonna lay out. Yeah. And once you kind of find like those two or three little, I mean, for me, it's like I find two or three little turns in the story, and I was like, oh, yeah. So it's all gonna go downhill from here, mm-hmm. right? And it just kind of like takes this pressure off, at least for me. And I'm just writing. Yeah, and yeah, I'm just I'm not because the hardest. I mean, for me, like figuring like figuring the story and like placement of stuff and like and all that kind of stuff will come later if you because you know so much of it's fucking rewriting, just so mm-hmm. much of it is. But you just got to get there. It all is. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You have to yeah, get there to rewrite it. You yeah, know? And, yeah. And that's that's, and a lot of people. You, you, know, you could do you could do a whole entire other show just on rewriting. You <laughs> oh, know what I mean? Like many of them. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you have. Because yeah, I'll, I'll say this though, man. Ahead, one, one of the and, and, and um. It's it's something that I didn't do early in my career, and, and now I, I try to make it a point to do it. Is I want to be able to distill whatever the script is into a single idea that I can articulate, right? Like thematically. Right. So for New Edition Story, at one point I realized I was like, you know what it is? Accept your family for who they are, not for who you want them to be. Mm. And every choice that everyone makes in that movie is ultimately leading them towards that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's the theme. That's you know, like so because because I would get intimidated by like mm-hmm. a big three night miniseries, and I'm writing the whole thing and all these characters. I was like, that's really what the point of all this is. That's what I want these characters to take away from this. For Bobby Brown's story, it was there was a line that I had early on when his mother um, catches him like about to like before he you know gets his first solo deal, and he's like in some drug shit in Boston, and he goes and about to take his father's gun out and you know get into some wild ass mm-hmm. shit and she catches him and it's a scene that's in the movie and we ultimately changed the line but um but there was a line I had where she says um you know because he's already got like a kid by that point and she's like he's like I gotta do this to feed my family she's like making babies don't make you a man or uh, making money don't make you a man and making babies don't make you a father mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and I was like you know and I, and he doesn't get it at that point at 16 years old right. but that's where he uh, ultimately gets to it. all the ups and downs of his life leads him to that it's like what essentially it's what's really important you mm-hmm. know what I mean being you know money all the material shit that I thought that would fulfill me and make me you know, whatever it didn't give him peace and Ultimately, you know what I mean. Just having a, a kid, you know what I mean, and giving that kid money, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. you got to be there. You got to be in the trenches. You got to be, you know, wiping noses and doing all, you know. So, and you, he has to lose everything he has before he, you know. So I was like, being able to distill it, that's been a, a trick. I guess that's I've a learned, big one. You know, over the years, is being able to distill a big idea into a digestible idea, and knowing that all your narrative, all, all your choice, it also lets you know, like, if a scene is going on too long, or if mm-hmm. is this scene really necessary? It's like, am I? Is it getting to the point of what I'm trying to say? Like that mm-hmm. one line idea. If it's not, I don't need it. Yeah, that's I mean, brilliant. that's a great point. <clears throat> I mean, I a lot of times when I want to write stuff, you got to come up with that theme mm-hmm. because, and a lot of times. I'll do a pass where I'm just looking at the theme of that of every scene to go if I like you said if I answered this if I haven't answered it or it's not addressing that mm-hmm. can I add it in right or does the scene got to go out because right. if I can't add it in right because it's gonna like somehow like upset the balance of the scene yeah. Then maybe the scene's got to go. Then you also know it also helps you know not only just what you can lose, but what you got to fight for. You yeah, know, you know what I mean because like you're always going to go through that process where you're cutting shit right. for time or cutting shit for this or, or, or for whatever reason. Like, no, nah, this is, and I can tell you why because you know we're, you know what I mean. You're getting to this, so I mean, yeah, that's I, I just wanted to, to just leave with that because that's giving me over the year, the past few years, that's been something that's that served me really well. And Carl tried to tell me, Carl Franklin tried to tell me that mm-hmm. he has his own kind of way of doing that for for. 
the things that you know he'll do it like uh, justice leads to freedom or something like like he distills it right. into what like a bite sized idea that he's you know and he he tried to tell me that back in the day and it didn't quite click for me until I found it I was like oh that's what he meant you know yeah sometimes you're doing it subconsciously yeah you're not even you're not even aware of it but I think it's important to be aware because it's also part of your pitch right if you're smart yeah you know yeah even sure. if you don't tell the exact stack right. when you go in if you know like you know what I mean what's this like what's the point that's right. you know what I mean that's everything you write that's you got to have that right. what's the point it can't just be the set pieces it can't just be the jokes it's got to be you know it's got to be something that you're trying that to say that makes you the hack the difference between the hack and the real writer to me is mm-hmm. they don't write they don't have a point they're just writing to be right to servicing right. someone someone else's like, just like someone else's concept mm. and the idea is the distillable idea that's so it. you that's get it. it you understand what it means to you because you know I mean like like I hate having to cut scenes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I hate it. So it's just like, fuck, man. Cause at the end, but, but, then I, but then you got to sit there and you, you got to say to yourself, you have, you, you have to come up with some sort of litmus test. As to why does this thing have to stay, and if it and it's really a, you just it's it's. I think you know though. Sometimes yeah. you get you, know, you, you start, do no you do you, you start do. reading the script. I'm interrupting you. You start reading the script and you get to that scene. And you're like, I'll skip that and I'll go to this. You just start fucking with it. You yeah. think it's good. You're like, it's good. Yeah. But you're avoiding it for a reason and so, and, to me. And sometimes, sometimes these decisions are made over your head and you feel like, what? What? Like, I remember I had that experience on Lottery Ticket. I had this experience <laughs> on New Edition. And then you watch it. You watch that when, when the editor's saying, like, oh, I guess I didn't need that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like, yeah. Like, the audience isn't dumb. They'll figure, right. They can connect right. the dots. <laughs> well, yeah. well, see, yeah. I mean, that, that, that to me is the one thing that, like, I think about a lot when I'm... Uh, you know, because they're direct, you know. Yeah. So I think about like, what don't you need? You know, because time is always an right. issue. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole day. You gotta, you know, you know yeah. like, you know, like, like, I'm mean, just like, there's, there's things that you write that you know mean something to you, yeah. and the thing that's, that that you as the writer can never anticipate right. is, oh, there might be one image that tells me this whole scene, right. That the director said, what, yeah. you know, and the director might not even know until they're mm-hmm. on set. And they're like, right. oh, you know, if we just get this shot, it'll say everything else here. Yeah. And then we don't need the rest of this. Right. And that's something that you can never anticipate. But you can't. You yeah. know, you can yeah. never. But, but, that's a, but that's, I think, the also. Setting, the setting is going to set all. You right. won't even. Yeah. You, you won't know that on the page for you, the most part. You'll never know the page. Because no. you're not there and you see stuff. You always right. see stuff. I mean, they always talk about the happy accidents. There's happy accidents in every part, but the happy accident on the set is you see something that no one scripted, no one could have conceived ahead of time, mm. and it just tells you the story. Right. Mm. In just like an image. And you're like, fuck it. This is like, it will yeah. save me for. <laughs> it, will, it could save me. Yeah. You might be saying to yourself, yeah. It, like oh this could be running long because you kind of know when a movie might be running long when you're filming it you're right. like fuck 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 there's fuck. no worse feeling than that shit when you, <laughs> see a fin- when you see a finished product and, and it's and it's getting like you're losing the audience like whoa I yeah. tell, I'll tell everybody about I've done a couple different films but the first my very first movie that I ever had produced yeah. I wrote this 90 page fast paced yeah. horror film and it sold to AFM and the director came in. I'm telling that's telling you, bitch. Um, <laughs> the director came in and made it 126 pages. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you already know the problem. Yeah. yeah. It went from this to. Yeah. Pacing is all fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh-huh. people are like, why you never tell me about the movie? I'm like, I don't want you to see that movie. Don't claim that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, no bro. I, 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 I feel you. Yeah. Those did. Those are the tough things when decisions are made over your head sometimes. They, exactly. uh, they fuck your shit up. But uh, anyway, man, we, I feel like. <laughs> I know. We talk it all day. Yeah. 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 Tell people again where you're at on Instagram. Uh, Abdul the writer. Right. Where you at, Chris? 
Unauthorized CBD on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram. <clears throat> and I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow the show, Screenwriters RR on Twitter. Any questions, screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. Please go on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, whatever you listen to. Give us a five-star review. We need that for the metrics. Follow us. Share the show. Where are we, Chris? Uh, and on our Patreon page. Please donate because <clears throat> donation is love. <laughs> exactly. And uh, Lisa will be back soon. Soon and very soon. We are going to see the king. Some shit like that. Um, mm. <laughs> we stupid. Uh, let me think. Hey, thank you, Maurice, for sitting in with us. Oh, yeah, we just have some of the young writers sitting in sometimes just getting some game. Sure. And it gives them a chance to, you know, meet yeah. an OG. Hey, from way back. I guess that's what I am from now. way back. Yeah, Look. yeah, 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 man. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's been a long journey. <laughs> we, yeah. we all getting gray hair, all of us. Yeah. Like, just old yeah. as fuck. Now, I'm due for a fade right now. That's what I said. Hi, stay ahead of Anyway, so everybody joining me, (laughs) y'all know how we do it on the Ramp Room. On the show, we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, everybody? 2019. 2019. Peace, y'all. Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind And the business got me stressed In the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerds Got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening Your pen and words Are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the Red Room. Red Room. Red Room.